Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Off and running. Here are hour three of Tiger tailgating. Also, some Saints news coming down as the Saints trim their roster down to 53 players. It looks like the Saints are waving. Camp darling Emmanuel Butler. Uh, that's a bit of a surprise, along with, this is to no one's surprise, Lil Jordan Humphrey as well, the wide receiver out of Texas. Emmanuel Butler was the darling of camp. I think he's likely headed for the practice squad, no doubt. But, again, you can't read too much into these. The week one, it's going to look vastly different than week two. The full list as it's coming down is online for you at www.com. And I'll read that list here momentarily. Also, the surprise of the day, Chris Banjo, the safety and special teams ace, has been released along with tight end Dan Arnold. Marcus Henry, who the Saints liked along the offensive line. The entire list is online for you at www.com. Call us at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. LSU and Georgia Southern tonight at 630 for the season opener. The campus is awesome. The weather is great. A lot of buzz around the campus. Obviously, it is Georgia Southern, and it's a season opener. But nonetheless, Tiger fans are certainly excited to see this new offense, this team that is returning 17 starters that's projected to be to finish perhaps in the top five, top six. They are currently sixth in the country. High expectations surrounding this program. Lots to be excited about. Going back to last year, that wasn't the case for the LSU Tigers. Now, they should be favored in just about every game except for one. That's that road game against Alabama. 11 out of 12 games, the Tigers should be favored. And that is a different narrative than that was around this team this time a year ago when they were playing Miami in the opener. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, we are at the Athletic Administration Building right outside. Steps away from uh, Tiger Stadium on the campus of LSU. And, Herb, as you continue to look forward to this matchup, by the way, I don't know if you heard me, but uh, Emmanuel Butler has been released by the No, Rams. no, don't do that to me, man. Don't do that to me. Oh, He's man. He's been released. I like Emmanuel Butler, man. Me he too. can catch everything. I mean, he had one drop last week, but he made it up with two quick passes and a touchdown reception. Yeah, I'm surprised so, at that. I, I'm definitely surprised at that. So, I, I like to see that depth. Check. Now I got to call Sean to find out what's going on. Hold on, man. I gotta, I gotta, give me two minutes. I got to call Sean. Right, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, so the, the Saints are keeping six receivers. Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn Jr., Traquan Smith, Keith Kirkwood, and Austin Carr, along with punt and kick returner Deontay and Harris. Harris. Yeah. I.O. Seth yeah. Dunlap, a, uh, an energy drink. No, I thought I knew they'd keep Harris. I didn't think – I thought they'd keep Carr as well, but I, I, I just thought they'd be somewhere on the roster for Emmanuel Butler. There'd be a spot somewhere. I did too. And, then look, it might be. You know it, it, it might be week two. It might be just for this game because, listen, they're right. short along the defensive line with David Onyemata suspended for a game and Sheldon Rankin's out. Okay, yep. they're short. They might be keeping a guy like Ty, uh, Shai Tuttle for this game. And you know why you can do that? And more importantly, is because he's a, he's a rookie. You're not on the hook for his entire salary the, the remainder of the year. Right. If you're a vet, vested veteran, that's why they do this. Right. 
Correct. No, I understand that part. I understand that part of it. It's just, it's a shocker to me. I just wish he'd be there. But hopefully we don't let anybody come and swoop him up from underneath us. Yeah, you, you run that risk. That's the risk. You run that, that run. risk. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Seth Dunlap and I had a, um, a bet uh, as Uh-oh. to... Austin Uh-oh. Carr, whether Austin Carr was going to make this roster, I owe him and Steve Court an energy drink. Look, so. they've talking about Austin Carr for a while now, man, and he's been really making some some impactful plays. I, in my opinion, and it's only in my opinion, my limited time watching the Saints, I saw Emmanuel Butler make way more plays, which is why it's surprising to me. So, but I think I think that I think that Sean Payton really likes Austin Carr, and that think that's the way they're going to go. Yeah, and look, the other thing, again. This roster is not going to be the same one that they have in week two. No, it won't be. It, it won't be. They could, I agree. They could have Emmanuel Butler on the practice squad for two or three weeks, and then ultimately, um, yes, you know, in a couple couple weeks when Sheldon Rankins comes back, they don't need another an extra defensive lineman. Massage it again. Yep. I will step away here. It's a Tiger Tailgating Show on WWL. Mike Dettelier's Insights into the NFL Draft, brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center of the Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, keeping you safely in the game. And Mike Dettelier joining us, the, of course, titular man of this segment. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Are you ready for this season to start? Um, if I'm not, I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> man, I've been overloaded the last few days. Look, I know college football really cranked off, uh, so I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, you and me both and every Tiger fan listening to us right now. Georgia Southern, first up, Mike, what can you tell us about them, some of their players you might have tabbed on draft day or that undrafted period afterwards? Well, one of the things with them is, you know, they run that triple option offense, Seth, and I think that you don't see that often, you know. And so it's difficult to prepare for, but I would much rather catch them early than later in the year where you would maybe just have a couple days to prepare instead of having quite a number of months to prepare for them. Um, you know, everything's run by their triple option quarterback, Shea Wirtz. I mean, he was a really good football player, uh, averaged five yards a carry last year, 15 touchdowns. He is uh, a really good triple option quarterback, and you better corral him quickly. And not much of a passer. He's in the 59% area. One thing he does not do, not turn the football over with. Last year, through 116 passes, 10 touchdowns, zero pass interceptions. Best player on offense other than the quarterback is Wesley Kennedy, uh, who was a uh, slot back, moved to halfback last year, averaged 7.9 yards a carry. Also caught 15 passes coming out the backfield. He's averaging 22 yards a kickoff return and 9 yards per punt return. 5'10", 180 pounds. Man, he's quick, fast to the edge and can cut the corner, and he is difficult to tackle for a smaller back. He, he does not go down easily. So those would be the guys on offense. The highest-ranked player they have, though, he's a top 100 pick, is their cornerback, Kendall Vilder, 5'11", 190 pounds, young man from North Clayton High School in Georgia. He has started there basically the last – Two seasons, played a lot as a true freshman. He's a ball hawk. Last year, 42 tackles, four and a half tackles for losses, 11 pass deflections. And when they threw it his area, man, he made them pay the price. Four pass interceptions. So he's a guy with quick feet, excellent ball skills, really good man-to-man cover guy, and they hang him out on an island a lot. So 
I sort of suspect LSU will throw the football quite a bit toward the other side of the field. But Kendall Wilder, number 20, is a really good football player and most likely will be picked in the top three rounds of the 2020 NFL draft. Well, usually Mike is talking about, no, just people on the other team, guys on the other team you might hear their name called on draft day. Week one, Georgia Southern, that gives us a perfect time to look at some of the guys for LSU. Uh, Mike, that you've got circled as top draft picks. I know Grant Delpit certainly is probably one of those guys. Uh, kind of take us through who you're watching this week and really the rest of the season for LSU. Wow, because, um, you know, Pete Jenkins and I had this conversation at the Louisiana Line Camp. Uh, you know, Pete's old school, so he said, you got a pencil and a paper? He said, write down the starting lineup for LSU defensively when they play against Texas. Every one of those guys will get drafted in the NFL. And so, how many teams can say that? Maybe Alabama, maybe Clemson. LSU's loaded on defense. Grant Dalpit will be a top-five pick. Um, he's prototypical safety, can play in the box. Uh, excellent in the coverage part of the game, can blitz. And he, when, when Ed Ogeron told me last year, I've never given so much latitude to a defensive player. And then he took it back. He said, yeah, I did one time. Um, he said, I had a guy at USC that was pretty good, Troy Palomala. <laughs> Man, that, was, that was some mighty big words. Um, yeah, I think Christian Fulton's got a chance to be a first-round pick corner. He's coming off the injury. But last year, I thought he was the best cover guy LSU had. Jacoby Stevens is just a junior, but I think he is in for a huge season. They finally found the right spot for him. He's an unbelievable talent, really physical football player. Jacob Phillips uh, coming back off the injury, but he's another guy the pros taking a long look at. Mike Divinity, who is, who is going to play both outside and inside linebacker at LSU, I think is a top 60 pick. I think right now I'd put him as a second-round pick. He is really taking – to the change from outside linebacker to inside linebacker. And he is a really intriguing player because he can play both positions. But the most interesting player is Caleb on chase on. He is, would be a red shirt sophomore. So he would be available. And uh, I haven't seen many at LSU in my 34 years that can get after the quarterback like he can. He's like a big condor and he's got long arms. He can quick off the edge. His foot speed, closing-wise, is fantastic. And if he can stay healthy, he will change LSU's defense overnight because of just how good he is. Are, are you hearing he's healthier, Mike? He's healthy. And, man, all I can tell you is um, these guys, uh, it's one of them watch-out blocks, Seth. You know, that, that tackle, he's going to need some help with trying to block him. He is so quick and so fast. Jake DeLome and I went watch practice one day, and Jake told me, he said, you know what, I've seen a lot of guys, but the, he is the closest I've seen to Julius Peppers. And I was like, what? Wow. Man, you know, and that, that's pretty strong coming from a guy who played with him and played a long time in the National Football League, and certainly up front. You got Rashard Lawrence, Braden Fahoku, who I think can play in the National Football League also. But I think the breakout star up front is going to be Glenn Logan. <laughs> He's in for a huge season for him, young man who I got to see play quite a bit in high school over here at Destrehan High School. So um, they voted there. But you know what? The straw that turns the drink, Joe Burrow. And uh, smart, tough. You know, Coach always tells me he's a quieter version than Abair, like he always adds. You know, he couldn't be no louder. He couldn't talk anymore. 
But he's one of those, like, quiet assassins. He knows what to do. Team has great confidence in him, and he's as tough as a $2 steak. <laughs> he takes people on, and it don't matter to him. And um, they got as good a receiving core as I've seen, talent depth-wise. And their tight end positions one to watch. Thaddeus Moss, the son of Randy Moss, and then Stephen Sullivan, who has moved from wide receiver to the flex tight end position. Really, really two good players there. And they're going to pump the ball to the tight ends this year. And then I think their best offensive lineman, Lloyd Cushenberry, this guy was a two-star recruit, and he has turned out to be their best offensive lineman. Them four- and five-star recruits, he's left them in the dust. He is a tough, physical guy, quick, long-armed, and he's the leader. He, he combs everybody's nerves up front. So, man, LSU's got a lot of talent. In my opinion, this is the most talented LSU team I've seen since 2011. High you know praise what there, Mike. What happened that year? Yeah, high praise. Uh, hopefully they can make it back to that point at least uh, this year. Uh, one final question about Joe Burrow since we kind of got into him. Uh, what is the ceiling for him? And I'm talking about draft stock for Burrow. Let's say everything goes uh, you know, as well as it can for him. What's the ceiling for him? I think he could be a second-round pick. Uh, you know, he's He's a, got a really good arm. He throws the short intermediate pass extremely well. He is so savvy as a player and understanding where people should be out on the field. And he's got some mobility skills. So, you know, I think the ceiling with him will probably be a second-round pick. I think the big difference this year, you're going to see him run this no-huddle, spread offense, and what people are going to be shocked is – how quick and how fast they get up to the line of scrimmage, call a play, run the next play, call a play, run the next play. And uh, Ed told me back in January, he said, you know what, look, the teams have given us trouble other than Alabama. He said it's been Florida, Troy State, Syracuse. What did they all do? No huddle, get up to the line of scrimmage. We couldn't substitute. They wore us down with that quick, short pass or the quarterback takeoff running with it. He said, we're going to flip the pancake. We're going to do the exact same thing to teams this year. But, man, Joe Burrow, he is a terrific player, and I'm this system fits him extremely well. Well, it all starts today against Georgia Southern. He's Mike Dettelier, WWL college and NFL football analyst, and you need to be following him on Twitter, at Mike Dettelier. Mike, always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, Seth. Appreciate it, buddy. And this has been Mike Dettelier's Insights into the NFL Draft, brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, keeping you safely in the game. Now back to Christian Garrick and Herb Tyler on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. Tiger Tailgating Show getting you set for LSU and Georgia Southern. Thank you very much, Seth and Mike. And uh, Mike hit on it. Yeah. Herb, I mean, the amount of talent, the amount of guys that are going to be playing on Sunday. Yes. Just from this team alone. Yes. yes. Uh, it's tremendous. And then you got a couple guys that freshmen, sophomores, and they're gonna be they're gonna be there on Sundays as well. This is a this is a roster that Coach O has now re-energized and re-fortified in terms of te- uh, talent and depth. Yes, and that's why I'm so high on him, man. I think I think what Coach O has done is he's got he, he did he and his staff has done a great job of picking the right athlete for his system. But not only that, the high character guys that's going to be leaders on and off the field. And I think that exactly what Mike said. This is the, probably the most loaded team since 2011. And we know what happened in 2011, and I'm expecting the same thing in 2019, except 
we will bring home the national championship. Wow. Woo. That's what I'm expecting. Coming in hot. Let's Kirk do it, Tyler. Baby. Bring the trophy home, man. The trophy belongs in Baton Rouge, okay? It don't belong anywhere else. We don't care about South Carolina. They'll build Clemson. a statue of Coach O if he wins a national They'll championship. build a statue. He is going to be a statue. They're going to make a statue out of gold out of him, okay? It's going to be what it's they call it. It's going to be gold? Yeah, it's going to be straight gold called the Gold Coach O, okay? I like it. I can't wait. This is what I'm looking forward to. And I think this can happen over the course of multiple years, though. I'm not going to say they're going to win back-to-back. I think they can win this year. I think they have the ingredients to win, right? We still got to do it. We got to go out there and perform. But the way they're recruiting and the way that he's running the program, it can be sustained for the next 10 years if he's still here. Duke is hanging tough with Alabama. 7-0, the Crimson Tide in the second quarter. They lead Duke. Bit of a surprise there. Herbert Christian back in a flash here on WWL. All right, the Saints are at the league-mandated 53-man roster reduction. Among the, Here are the following transactions. The Saints have terminated the contracts of the following five players. Safety okay. Chris Banjo, fullback Michael Burton, defensive tackle Ziggy Hood, tackle Michael Ola, defensive lineman Sylvester Williams. And when you say terminate, when you hear the word terminated, that means they are a veteran. They don't go through the waiver process. They are instantly free agents. The next players have been waived. The following ten have been waived. Those players are subject to waive the waiver wire. They can be claimed by another team. Or the Saints can, after 24 hours, can claim them back and put them on the practice squad. Tight end Dan Arnold in a bit of a surprise, along with wide receiver Emmanuel Butler, have, has been waived, along with defensive back T.J. Green, linebacker Porter Gustin, center Marcus hum, uh, Henry, wide receiver Lil Jordan Humphrey, Derek Kelly the second along the offensive line, tight yep. end and seventh-round draft pick Alizé Mack. <clears throat> they have a uh, typo here. They have him as a D lineman, but running back Divine Ozigbo out of Nebraska has ah, been waived as well. Man. Terrell Williams Jr., defensive back, has been released also. Uh, reserve retired, Jermon Bushrod, we know that. The Saints uh, placed the following three players on injured reserve Marshall Newhouse, tackle guard, Marcus Sherrill's cornerback and punt returner, Cameron Tom, center guard, has been placed on injured reserve. And then, of course, Reserve suspended by the commissioner, David Onyemata. Now, was it a three-game suspension? No, one game. Okay. Now, I want to go back to Marcus Sherrill's. All right, didn't play in the preseason. He did not because not. of an injury. Yep. You could put him on injured reserve. This could be a guy that if if Deontay Harris starts putting the ball on the turf, or Sean Payton doesn't trust him, this is a guy that you can get healthy and recall him off of injured reserve. I, that's why I, I wasn't. I, I didn't think they were going to cut Marcus Sherrill's. What's the injury and how bad is it? Do we know? It's, it, no, he was on the practice field before the preseason finale okay. last week, catching punts off to the side. So he was working his way back. He's okay. not too far off. So what what this allows them though is that if again if if Deontay Harris starts to you know fumble or lose the football or muff punts, they can recall Marcus so Sherrill. Once again, going back to the intelligence of Sean Payton, right? Yeah, with that particular move. Yeah, uh, and look, I still think that Emmanuel Butler being waived if he gets I, if he gets through waivers, I think he's going to find his way at some point this season. He's going to be on the active roster, on a 53-man roster. Right. I, I just think that's what's going to happen. I th- so there's two, two shocking to me things is Butler, receiver, and then Ozigbo, running back. That shocks you? I, I like the Z- He's a guy that I can see turning into something really, really good. You For, know what I'm saying? Great yeah. quality back. I think they can clear him off of, off of, through waivers. And I, I think somebody's going to pick him up, and he's going to go and have an outstanding career somewhere. Nah, I promise you. I, I, th- I think they get him through waivers. The surprises for me were Dan Arnold, Emmanuel Butler, and Chris Banjo. 
But again, what you have to understand, what I invite everybody to understand is they're taking a different approach this this week for week one. They do this a lot. Where are they thin? They're thin along the defensive line because of Sheldon Rankins yep. and David Onyemata. So yep. you might see a D lineman. For example, Shy Tuttle's on this team. After two or three weeks, Sheldon Rankins is ready to play. And then you're right. There you, you, go. you move him to the practice squad. Uh-huh. You elevate somebody else. It's just it's and just you, the way, the way it operates. And you don't know what Sheldon Rankins is going to be after that Achilles injury also. Right, right. You know? But you anticipate him being – he's off the PUP, so that allows him to practice. So you anticipate you know, him probably in weeks four, five, or six ultimately being on the field. Right. That is the uh, roster cut downs today for the New Orleans Saints. It will be online for you shortly at WWL.com. The Saints are currently at 53 players on their roster. Now it's – Time to get to work. Time yep. to go to work on the Houston Texans. That's it, man. Time to go 13-3, baby. LSU there tonight as well in the opener against Georgia Southern. How We talked about Derek Stingley Jr. You yeah. want to put an over and under on how many? No, uh, punt returns, kick returns he has this year. For, uh, I'm how many him, house calls? I'm going to give him four. I'll give him four. Two on each or kick I, and punt? I, uh, I don't know if he's going to do kick return. Okay. That's the thing. I think he'll do punt return, maybe not kick return. But – I'll give him four on punt returns. Do you think his comparison to Patrick Peterson as a returner is fair? I think that it's too early to compare to Patrick. We haven't seen him play the down of college football yet. So I think that he potentially can be just as good, if not better. Um, He's explosive. He can catch the ball. He has great vision, obviously. And he's um, he's a guy that can run with the ball in his hands. There's guys that are fast that can run straight line. But then there's guys that can run fast with the ball in their hands. They can see blocks and get through defenders and things of that nature. 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Tiger tailgating yep. here on the home of the Tigers on WWL. We'll step away and come back here. Come hang out. Again, 504-260-1870. If you're looking for us on campus right in front of the Athletic Administration building, steps away from Tiger Stadium. This is WWL. Back here with Herb. I'm Christian. We caught up with uh, Frank Solkowski. He's the pregame Post for Georgia Southern football. Take a listen, if you will, here on Sports Talk. Bobby Abear, Christian Garrick, welcome back. Frank Solkowski joining us now, Georgia Southern pregame host. Frank, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. You're in town or not? Are you in Baton Rouge or no? We got into Baton Rouge and we're already starting to, uh, you know, test some of the the flavors that is here in uh, Baton Rouge. So yeah, we're going to see the town and, and be out and about and uh, socialize. That's what we like to do when we first get to town and. We'll get all down to business tomorrow evening. Frank, you have a, a relationship with Chris Blair dating back to his time at Georgia Southern. I'm sure it'll be cool to reunite with him. I actually saw Chris earlier today when we went to the stadium. We uh, swung by Death Valley and had a chance to see CB already, and we'll see him tomorrow during the pregame and, and, and you know, kind of take in the experience. Actually, Chris was the guy who brought me on several years ago. Um, I do sports over in Savannah at the TV station, and, he asked if I wanted to be part of the radio team, and I jumped on in a heartbeat and, and, and have a family that I never expected to have with all these guys on the radio network. So, yeah, it's been a blast and great to finally catch up with CB after uh, he, he left Statesboro to come over here to, to do his thing with the Tigers. Now, uh, Frank, what is your take uh, probably um, when you uh, speculate what's going to come about in the season? He was definitely going to be a big part of it, and, and uh, still the expectations are there. When you look at on and off the field, uh, quarterback Shea Wirtz. And I'm uh, to me, I was still amazed uh, through 117 passes in 13 games, no interceptions. And when you're running the triple option, 
that's a lot of responsibility to protect the football. And when I look at uh, what they were able to do defensively, uh, that the bottom line is uh, plus 22, uh, and you throw no interceptions, uh, what, and you don't lay the ball on the ground, I think it has a lot to do with uh, Shea Wirtz. And uh, that's a guy, to me, uh, I know his confidence. No matter if he, even if he's playing a talented team like LSU, he probably thinks uh, that I could pitch it at the last minute and, uh, I don't know, peripheral vision, blindness, and still be able to succeed at a high level. Well, I tell you what, uh, you know, when you come through as a quarterback at Georgia Southern, uh, you're a different breed. I mean, you have ice in your veins because, you know what, through over the years, you know, when you're running that triple option, and it's evolved since then. Now we're more into more of a out-of-the-shotgun. Right. We're running a pistol and everything else. But still, your quarterback is going to take shots. It's going to happen. When you're holding the ball to the last second to try to make a play, yeah. you're going to take hits. And I can tell you what, Mr. Wirtz, he's one of those guys, he's a battler. You know, I know we heard Coach O was hearing all the stuff coming out of LSU this week. And, of course, there's a little link between Tory Carter and Georgia Southern. You know, that's a guy whose father played at Georgia Southern. And Coach O said right. that, the Eagles are 22 of those type guys, and he's he's not lying. I mean, Georgia Southern, they, they've come from humble beginnings. They play with a chip on their shoulder, and the quarterback especially. And it goes all the way back to, a, you know, the first grade and Tracy Ham, uh, you know, who was phenomenal and doing what he's done. And then over the years, all the other quarterbacks who have come, they've shared one thing. They will play chicken with you, and usually they're going to win. They may take the hit but it may spring the big play. These guys, again, have ice in their blood, uh, running through their veins, and, 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 and Wirtz is, is just like that. The thing about Wirtz is, too, this kid has been through so much since he's been at Georgia Southern. That's the other thing. Uh, you guys know, and, and, and you know, Bobby, uh, you know, quarterbacks, you guys got to have that thick skin. Right. Uh, and Wirtz, he has that. As a true freshman, he was thrown into the starting role, uh, Georgia Southern has one of the worst seasons in school history. It uh, wasn't so much about him. It was the coaching situation that was there at the time, uh, and that changed. And once that changed, uh, the, the the light kind of flicked for, for, for words. And, and Shai has really gone out there and done some amazing things. Uh, then you go back to this summer. Uh, you know, you have the, the stuff that he went through with being pulled over and, and charged with possession of cocaine when right. it was actually bird poo on his car. The way when I first he heard that, Frank, that. when I first heard that, I was like, yeah, right. But Exactly. It- and then, I mean, it was one of those things that we, you know, I, I had the police video and we looked at it. If that's cocaine, that was one heck of a party on the hood of a car. Well, well, and the whole thing, Frank, I, I, I'm thinking, I'm telling Christian, man, that's so 80-ish. I mean, it's like this is not even 21st century. Now, no. I, I, I don't know what people or kids or whatever they involved in, but that was totally Studio 54 Kind of yeah. 1980s to uh, I, to tell you the truth, I was shocked. Like what? I mean, whoa! Yeah. Uh, the, the, this is a old school in a negative way. But then when you look at it, uh, good for him that he's able to play. That being Shea words, but 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 Frank, looking at uh, now, to me they have a fighting chance. I don't know if they're going to be uh, preaching this message is uh, protecting the football and taking it away. And that's one thing, uh, you look at Georgia Southern, what they've been able to do, 27 takeaways, eighth most in the nation, and to be opportunistic. I know 
to me, that's still a winning formula no matter uh, what year you're playing in football. Well, and that's exactly right. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Uh, you could be, you know, the YMCA from, from down the road in, right. in Lafayette, and you could be taken on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you know, if you take the ball away and you don't turn the ball over, uh, you're going to be in a lot of games. And, and that's what Georgia Southern thrived off of last year. Uh, you know, Georgia Southern, they'll say, you know, we don't, Eagles don't hurt Eagles. You know, they don't want to put themselves into bad situations. And so they really take care of the ball. And again, you're not going to see Georgia Southern going out. You will not see Georgia Southern throw 30 passes tomorrow. Uh, if, if we throw 30 passes, then something has really slipped through the, the, the row here and they're doing something. They want to run that ball first. And they got the backs as well this year where Georgia Southern has a number of guys really going to help, you know, uh, Wurtz their quarterback. Uh, you got a guy like J.D. King, who's a transfer from Oklahoma State, who, uh, you know, was playing as a true freshman at Oklahoma State, played well, uh, and then right. transferred here. You know, you have him. You, 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 you got have a lot of backs. Logan Wright. You got Logan, Logan Wright. Logan Wright, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah contributing. So, uh you know what's amazing, Frank, uh, that that's why they play the game. You go out there and, and you compete. And um, the bottom line is, like, Georgia Southern has a lot of tradition, and I tell people this. And uh, if, if you're a football historian, I like history in general. Uh, the, the, the old school North Dakota State was Georgia Southern. Exactly. If you look about winning championships and being a champion, the winning tradition – before North Dakota State in the 21st century, before you move up in class and all that, I still call it one double A. Georgia Southern, too. Georgia Southern was just like North Dakota State. Yeah, Georgia Southern, and that's just what you, you hit the nail on the head. Georgia Southern was the original North Dakota State. Right. Uh, you had Georgia <laughs> Southern, then Appalachian State came after that and kind of had their run at it, and then of course we've known what North Dakota State has done. Uh, to, to surpass Georgia Southern. Right. Here's the big thing, and you know it as well as I do. The highest level of those 1AA programs, they can compete in the FBS. Uh, we saw it last night. Yep. South Dakota State nearly knocks off Minnesota on the road last night. Um, again, these, you know, these top-level FBS, are, are, you know, the, the, these top-level FBSs, they're going to win games. Look at Georgia Southern. They beat Florida before they made the jump to the FBS. Uh, it's going to happen, and, and the, there's too much talent to go around, and at le every level you're having it. Since Georgia Southern has made the jump up, they've kept that chip on their shoulder, that blue-collar mentality, but they've been able to recruit and attract even better athletes. So now, you know, you go back to Irk Russell. Uh, you know, he wanted to run. Irk Russell. Uh, 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 Frank, I look at Irk Russell with that ball head. I mean, come exactly. on, how can you not love that individual? Exactly. And what he did as defensive coordinator at Georgia with the junkyard dogs. And I mean, really, if you really want to talk about it, when Georgia was able to win, you know, their only national title, which a lot of folks over in the right. state of Georgia are going to hang their hat on. It was because of a guy named Herschel Walker and Irk Russell and what he did with yep. that defense. Frank won so Georgia the national championship. Herschel could only take you so far, but that defense kept you in every game. Without well, a doubt. brought that mentality to Statesboro and Georgia Southern. They've lived with that whole mentality. That is their – that's the way they live their life, that G-A-T-A, -A, that get-after-them-aggressively yep. attitude. That's just how they – that's how they go into every game. Frank Solkowski, Georgia Southern pregame host at the big guy, WJCL.
on Twitter. Frank, Frank, thanks for the insight, man. Thanks, Frank. Uh, man, you have a lot of passion like I do, and I, I appreciate you representing Georgia Southern because people got to respect tradition, and Georgia Southern is one of those programs amongst they the best. They have it, too. Thanks, Frank. No, appreciate you guys. Frank Solkowski, the Georgia Southern <laughs> pregame host. Good stuff. Passionate about yes. the Eagles. We're definitely passionate. Tiger tailgating continues here on WWL. The singing and dancing, Herb Tyler. Always, baby. Chris Brown, Michael Jackson, um, uh, Neil. Uh, I got a little bit of everybody, man. I got some, uh, some, some. You, I mean, you just don't know, man. I can go back from the the 40s. I'm about to ask your wife that's over to the 20s. Really Look, man, you can call my brother. No, I'm asking your wife. Can Anthony, he, Anthony Aguilar, he he's listening right now. Call my brother Anthony. He knows. Can he sing? She knows I can sing. Tell him, baby. Can he sing? Come on now. What are you laughing at? <laughs> She's laughing. <laughs> she didn't even answer. She just laughed. You know why she's laughing, right, Chris? She doesn't want to, you know, make you wrong, man. Oh, which oh. you know, she's you know, she's that kind of oh, woman. She's I got, a great she got person, your back, you know no matter what. Right? She's got my back. She knows I can sing, okay. but she doesn't want you to feel bad on the radio while you're working. You know, right. I can handle it, but you can't. Okay, I got you. But I can sing. Herb Tyler, former <laughs> LSU quarterback. Next hour, I want you to explain to the audience what it's like this first game for okay. a player coming out the gate. Coming out the gate. Yep. The, the unknown a little bit, yep. right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about that with Herb Tyler next hour. You can jump in the conversation at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here live on the campus of LSU right in front of the Athletic Administration Building, steps away from Tiger Stadium. I can't believe she didn't tell you I could sing. Man, wait till we get Because you can't. This is <laughs> WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.